Hi there, this is the Rev. Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. It's a question we're asking a whole lot these days. Where is God to be found in these days of pandemic? Turns out that even and especially in these strange and uncertain times, there are quite a few God sightings to report. Well, with the help of some of the good people of East Church, that's what today's message is all about. It's entitled God Sightings, and it's based on Psalm 139 and a verse from the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. Well, friends, I think you'll agree with me when I say that there are times and places and situations when it's very easy for us to see God. I remember as a youth taking my guitar with me as I hiked up through the woods to a grassy hillside overlooking one of the great panoramic views of northern Maine and sitting down to, to sing and to play and to dream and to pray and all the while being absolutely certain that God was right there Side me. I, I remember holding each of our three children in my arms for the very first time and how I was filled not only with the wonder uh, of such miracle as is new life, but also with this palpable sense that God was taking great joy and pleasure in it. I remember other moments like that, such as when Lisa and I were married when I was ordained to the Christian ministry. I'm thinking of countless times of worship when for some reason there was a word or a song or a prayer that awakened me, this clear awareness that I was not alone but in the presence of a spirit that makes everything you do not only worth it but wonderful. I'm thinking of all those countless random moments of life, seemingly random moments of life, when all at once you know, as the poet Robert Browning famously wrote, that God's in his heaven and all's right with the world. Yeah, sometimes it's really easy to see God, or at least to know that God is there. But then again, and I think you'll also agree with me here, that there are other times that you kind of have to be observant to see God. Sometimes you've got to make an effort and look around to find God. I'm remembering a day back in seminary when my fellow students and I were all feeling, shall we say, rather stressed because it was towards the end of the semester, right about this time of year, in fact. Exams were looming, papers were due, basically all the stuff we had been doing all the year was coming together. And on that day, at the end of one of our classes, our Hungarian-Hebrew Old Testament professor, Dr. Stephen Sixai, you've heard me speak of him, he suddenly raises up his hand to bless us, and then quoting from God, John's Gospel and in the accent that I always will remember, in this world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. 
Now, I have to confess that at the time, being a very serious and studious seminarian, I wondered what that was all about. I mean, I was thinking, uh, I, what we're talking about here is surviving to the end of the semester, right? About getting our work done. Now, we might be feeling a little burnt out at the moment, but it certainly doesn't rise to the level of tribulation or certainly not the need for any kind of divine intervention. This is just something I have to get through on my own, I figured. There's no need for the Lord to come and cheer me in the midst of it. Well, of course, all these years later, I have come to realize that Dr. Sixai had the right idea. And I, in my limited worldview and my burgeoning faith, had actually succumbed to the false notion that God is too big, too mighty, too eternal for my piddly little stresses and small problems. And friends, I've learned something. That's completely wrong. That's what I've discovered. I've discovered that mistake, what I sometimes refer to as bad theology, time and time again in my life. I've discovered it in moments of grief and profound sadness. Times when I felt totally inadequate to whatever task or responsibility that's before me. Situations going on with the people I know and love that I would love to be able to fix but can't. Problems in life and in the world that are completely out of my control. Times like, well, right now with this ongoing pandemic. For God is big. God is mighty and God is eternal. But friends, God is also as close to us as our very breathing. God cares about what might seem to us as at least to be the smallest of concerns, but which is in fact of utmost importance to God. <coughs> and we know this is true because God comes to us in the person of Jesus Christ who has, as we confess in faith, shared our common lot and knows how we live, how we feel, and what we suffer. As the psalmist sang forth in our text for this morning, O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and I rise up, you discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. What this means for the living of these days, friends, is whether this time of pandemic has touched our lives in ways that we fear for ourselves or for those we love, or if right now we're simply trying to figure out how to do another week of staying safe and sane at home. The good news is that the God who has overcome the world in Jesus Christ is with us right here and right now, bringing us his cheer in the midst of these strange and uncertain days. Even today, friends, even this morning, it's possible for us to see God. But as I said before, you have to be observant, observant to discern, as it were, some God sightings in our midst. And that, I am pleased to report, 
is what you have all been doing. A few weeks ago, I asked if you would send to me some of your God sightings in the midst of the days of quarantine. And, and friends, i got to tell you that your response, the, the stories that you have shared, were not only inspired, but inspiring. For instance, we got this one from Joyce. Today, I was out in my front yard filling the bird feeders. A little girl I didn't know stopped her bike to walk up my driveway. She handed me an envelope and said, this is your happy mail. Off she went to each neighbor's mailbox to deliver happy mail. Even before I opened it, I was happy. What a special delivery from a special girl. These are difficult times we are living in. However, it is creating special moments like this. For that, I am grateful. And this one from Julie. Dave and I have visited with baby Tony and his parents several times now through the glass door. A little odd, but necessary in these times. What a funny and happy little guy. He laughs and snorts just, and just loves putting his hands up to ours on the door. He recognized us and our voices and he smiles. We do FaceTime visits with Aaron and Tony too. As we were driving away, we felt so happy to have had the opportunity to visit, even without hugs. We will have to work on blowing kisses. Finding safe and creative ways to be with family definitely inspires a God sighting. This one's from Gail. This past Sunday, we unexpectedly went to see and surprise our son Carl and grandkids. Nicole, our daughter-in-law, was in on it. It was the best day ever, and I'm sure God approved. I also understand it was Carl's birthday, so happy birthday to Carl. And from Joyce again, who tells uh, the story of visiting with her children at the appropriate social distance. And how Hannah came to cut her dad's unruly hair because the barbershop is not an option right now. What a sweet, caring moment it was, reminiscent of the biblical washing of feet. A moment that only occurred due to a pandemic. What we're hearing about all the time is that it is a season for trying new things and also for returning to some old ones. Lisa writes, One of my biggest blessings for all this is that I have more time to minister with my husband. We used to be able to do much, so much together, but getting older and holding down a full-time job has kept me from doing what I so enjoy, being a partner and working alongside Reverend Lowry. <laughs> in ministry. Sundays and Wednesdays have become my happiest days now that I can help through the tough days of COVID-19. Trust me here, friends. I'm the one who's blessed, and it's been a whole lot of fun uh, doing this together with this one at my left. Susan wrote to us about her adventures in babysitting over the past few weeks. I have been babysitting Allie, a seven-year-old, since the closing of schools due to the coronavirus. Her parents are essential employees. One Sunday afternoon while walking, sorry, that was one sunny afternoon while walking, Allie was skipping along the sidewalk and singing away. All of a sudden, she stopped looking back at me and said, Susan, my heart is so full of joy today. She then turned back and began skipping and singing again. One afternoon while outside, Allie picked up a lightning bug. She ran to me with her hands cupped and said, Now don't be afraid, as she opened up her hands for me to inspect the insect. Lightning bugs are special too. 
Then she lifted her hands up and let it fly away. The wooded area behind my driveway is home to wildlife, many chipmunks, squirrels, and birds. Each morning, breakfast is served consisting of sunflower seeds and peanuts. Allie carefully scatters the goodies around, wanting all to enjoy the feast. As she giggles in delight, she replies, I hope they don't tell all their cousins because if everyone comes to eat, we won't have enough food. I am grateful for the gift of seeing life through the eyes of a child. Allie reminds me daily that the simplest pleasures in life are worth noticing and celebrating. Praise God for the little ones amongst our midst. And you know, the thing about this time is that for so many of us, these moments of joy and laughter and fun end up being mingled with sadness over having to be in isolation, about really missing family members and friends, about not being able to be together on church, at church on a Sunday morning. And especially with our deep concern for the people we love around the issues of, of COVID-19. We've heard from more than one of you about how worried you are about your spouses, about your sons and your daughters and your grandchildren, the, the people who have to be out there working because they're considered to be essential workers, or, or people who are at risk for catching this virus because of underlying health concerns. For some of you friends, I know, it's, it's been very, very hard to see where God is at all in the midst of this. But even in those moments, especially in those moments, God is there. For instance, Anne tells us about uh, receiving some home-cooked meals from a friend and a fellow church member. The lasagna was particularly good, she said, and how much that meant to her because she doesn't have family around and things can get pretty lonely for her. And Reba writes us that even though like for so many of us, sometimes she feels like she's swimming in worry. The things that make her happy in the middle of all of this are her daffodils and tulips that have come up and opened around her walkway. And how even a quick call from a friend brightens the day. And Deb, who's actually been allowed to visit with her husband Bob, who, as you know, has been suffering from Alzheimer's <coughs> disease. And she writes... He was having some really alert moments on Monday and was actually out of bed. I was sitting right across from him, just chatting, as always, when he opened his eyes wide. Those beautiful blue eyes. He smiled a sweet old Bob smile and said, Deborah, that's going to stay with me for a long time. I can hear Bob now. See friends, all through these past couple of months, We've been hearing again and again about these not-so-random acts of kindness. Encouraging letters and cards to folks who are home alone or, and who may or may not be connected to this newfangled thing called the Internet. Goodie bags of treats and inspiration delivered incognito to neighbors and friends. And I might add, goodie bags that go to their pets as well. People, they're going all around town just making their deliveries. There's even been an egg fairy bringing fresh eggs to the parsonage, and believe me, we appreciate that. All of these things are things that bring us joy. But let me just say they bring us hope as well, as Joyce wrote to us. Earlier this week, I went out to our composter along the woods in the backyard. 
I had vegetable peelings and two very sad and slimy cucumbers to deposit. As I was throwing them into the composter, something bright and yellow caught my eye. There on the ground in harsh soil, poking up through dead leaves was a mini daffodil plant. A gift to me last year, but I had carelessly tossed out after it bloomed. What a little survivor. So I found a plot, spade, and potting soil to enjoy this gift again. I had to think it was a sign and a reminder that even through dark times, we can survive and thrive again. It made me smile and filled me with hope. Absolutely. And then, as conclusive proof that God is at work here, Here's what our own Carol Ann wrote to us. Here's something that will work. Two free prescriptions God gave to mankind to keep males and females well. Laughter and tears. They help both the sick get well and keeps the well well, all while spreading the love of the Creator to all creation. Believe it or not, she goes on, trees thrive on what we breathe out as we laugh out loud. So, Take in a deep breath and double over with a big belly laugh. Then let it all out. You'll make every God-made tree happy and well, just like you. Folks, that pretty much says it all. God is here. God's right here. God's with us right now, right in the midst of this 2020 global pandemic. Right here among us as God's people, right here as we come together as East Congregational United Church of Christ, bringing us in this season of anxiety and fear his hope, his strength, all peace in believing, the joy of his countenance and his cheer. And I wonder, what better blessing can there be than that? These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Thanks be to God in Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior. Amen. And that's the message we've entitled God Sightings, and it was recorded on May the 10th, Mother's Day, as part of our current series of online services of worship at East Church in Concord, New Hampshire. And by the way, that other voice you heard was that of my wife and partner in ministry, Lisa Lowry, and I thank her for helping me out there. Now, as the current COVID-19 crisis continues, so do these online services and we'd like to invite you to share those services with us. We come together as a congregation via Facebook Live every Sunday at 10 o'clock, where we have some music, some prayer, and a message for the day. These services truly are the next best thing to being there right now, and they've kept us together in the spirit of prayer and fellowship, and that's meant a whole lot to us all. We'd love it if you could be a part of it. And with that, we're at the end of another episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening. And until next time, stay healthy, stay home, keep up that social distancing, 
and may God bless you with a great day, every day. Talk to you soon. Thank you.